This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 147, Nurturing Young Minds Through Podcasting, with our guest, Kevin Oxner. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. We are in a brand new year, 2021, and we have a special guest today who is, in fact, a regular and well-known to pretty much everyone out there. Kevin Oxner is back. I think it's his sixth episode. Kevin, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Greg. I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be breaking in 2021 with you. That's uh, absolutely fantastic. For those of you who know Kevin, he is... He's an expert in visual mapping. He's an expert in productivity. He's also an expert in learning new languages. In fact, Kevin was last on Toastcaster at the end of May, and we were speaking to Kevin from Abu Dhabi, where he was in the process of learning Arabic, amongst other things. So today we have Kevin back with another episode, and this one's related to podcasting. We've had some really good feedback about episodes on podcasting, and Podcasting for communicators and leaders is something that's extremely important. Kevin, you're now back in Canada. Just let us know sort of what you've been up to. Well, Greg, as you know, and maybe some of the, our listeners know too, I have been working on an after degree in education for the last couple of years. I was uh, fortunate enough, I guess, to, to be able to be there with my family during the initial COVID lockdown. But of course, since that time, we've decided to, to come back to Canada. Uh, right now, I'm actually one semester away. So, and this is my practicum semester. So I'm going to be taking probably about four weeks of classes and then I'm in the school for about nine weeks. So just, uh, just over two months and then I'll be just teaching and all those good things. And then once that's done, uh, should I, should I provide satisfactory performance? I'll, I'll have my, my education degree as well. So that's kind of exciting. And that might be another reason to have you back on the show. Oh. <laughs> For our audience, the reason I've asked Kevin back on the show for today was because very recently, Kevin actually interviewed me for a podcast for one of his classes. And I thought the reasoning behind what he was doing was absolutely quite phenomenal. So Kevin, just maybe elaborate for everyone, sort of what what was your thought? What was your idea? So what I was doing is I I was placed in a Spanish bilingual uh, school in our Spanish language arts curriculum. I worked in, I just, I thought it'd be kind of cool. And actually my mentor teacher suggested it as well. And I was like, yeah, I can do podcasting. Uh, so we had the idea of doing a podcasting unit for the, the language arts curriculum. I've done podcasts in the past. I have my, I've had my own podcast and uh, obviously I know you're, you know, well known for your podcasting expertise and you've been doing it for, I don't know, is it 15 years, Greg? It's, it's a long time. Yeah. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, and so I just wanted to lean on your expertise and just see what we could do to, uh, to maybe broaden some horizons as far as the student's perspective for podcasting and recording audio in general. It was a great idea. And it's kind of funny because it's not often that I'm on the other side of, of the microphone being the one I'm usually the one asking the questions. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So how did it turn out? How did the class take it? What was their reaction? Like, did they have a good chuckle at our expense or maybe at your expense? Did they think you were funny? These are digital natives. So these kids, they already know how to record audio. They know how to record video. Uh, they've done some podcasting in the past. They've, they've recorded videos for classes in the past as well. So they have an idea of how to do all those good things in a school setting. Uh, as far as your information, though, 
the, the thing that they took away from you a lot was the fact that in order to have a really well done podcast, it has to go beyond just telling a story. It has to really be to capture their interest immediately. It has to be able to be you know, understandable and have, if there's music, the music has to go with things. And so you kind of just did the plus one, you, you added on top of what they already knew. So it was, it was actually very, very nicely done. You did a great job explaining the content. The only thing, the only comment I heard was that we should, probably should have done it in Spanish, Greg. And so next time, <laughs> next time if I have you in the classroom, we're doing it in Spanish. Otherwise, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Si, senor. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm glad that they actually found it valuable. And it, it seems like it would be pretty interesting because you played it during the class. So of course, there's no visual to go along with it, right? Just the audio. So one thing that I found was interesting, Greg, was that because we were online, it was a little bit different because I didn't have a classroom presence, uh, but I was able to have, the, most of them had their, their cameras on. So I saw that I could tell, I think that they were paying attention to us and they had some very good questions afterward too. And I, I had asked them to, to jot down a few ideas as far as things they could improve upon or things they could, ideas they could use. They came back with some really thoughtful ideas. They did like some of your, your stories about how there, you know, there was some disaster on the stage where a podcaster thought they were recording and they actually weren't. So those are kind of some of those things that I think they, they had a good time listening to as well. That's excellent. And perhaps I should tell you and our audience out there, for those of you who also subscribe to the Toastmasters podcast, the episode that we released today for January 1st was Confessions of a Podcast Host. And that is where my co-host Ryan Levesque and I spent about a half an hour chatting about some of those things that happen behind the scenes. And the whole idea was to try to encourage people that perhaps if they were thinking of maybe starting a podcast, there was some hesitation that although what you end up with is a really nice, clean product, lots of stuff happens. But at the end of the day, you're so happy that you went through the process. Podcasting is virtually second nature, right, to the digital generation, which is great. And so they can find ways of being able to do that. Or if you can find ways to help nurture those young minds through podcasting, then all the better. And of course, they can certainly do their own. So I'm just curious from your perspective, Kevin, why podcast? Why did you select the topic of podcast specifically? And what was it about, or what is it about podcasting that you find compelling? So Greg, many of the criteria, a lot of the criteria that is required of these students as they go from grade to grade is sort of up, is left up to the discretion of the teacher. But I really felt that there were some of the, the topics that we had to cover that I could incorporate into the podcasting unit. So we would still be learning, uh, but we'd also be able to try and use a different medium to try and just change things up a little bit. Uh, and it turned out to be really, really incredible because I got separated from the students during the time. So by the time their final podcast came through, they had had to learn how to collaborate with each other by recording separately in different areas, give it all to one person, have that person edit it. And so there was a lot of really good learning, I think, that, that went in besides. We, we did two podcasts. The first podcast we were able to use, I think in English it's called The Future Simple. Uh, in Spanish, it's just that there's a tense. It's, it's called futuro simple. What it just means is, is you're talking about future objects. So I used one podcast and we talked about horoscopes so that people could kind of project into the future. So we did a almost a preamble, a pre-podcast. The second podcast was the one that was more detailed and that was actually re recorded for Marks. And that one was pretty much whatever they chose as long as it fell under certain criteria. And I did focus on a, a number of different things. One being how well it was put together, uh, how fluid it was. So almost like a, 
a Toastmaster speech, you know, comparing how it was written or how well it was done, how well it was performed. And then the third step that I had was really looking over the actual audio quality. And that's something that is a, a real challenge in schools because I had a lot of my kids, my keeners, and they went off and they went to the hallways. They were trying to find quiet areas. But when they recorded their podcast, it actually came back with a lot of background noise. So then we had to have a conversation about, this was a hard conversation. Do we re-record? And of course, they're like, well, we don't really want to re-record things. But it gave me the opportunity to talk about finding a very, very quiet space to record, talking about the potential and also, of course, the limitations of using noise-canceling different solutions online, which oftentimes will help a little bit. But if there's a lot of talking and chatter, they're not going to do that great of a job. As we talked about that and we listened back to some of the podcasts, I think the students were able to hear, uh, as far as the audio quality side of things, what we were working on. I also covered um, how students can use compression and different tools like Ophonic and even Audacity to uh, to modify and improve their recording. So there was a lot of good stuff that I think they hadn't touched on yet and just how things happened with in classroom and then online and there was so much going on that there was there was a lot to go over but I'm excited about the future because of course these students I mean I was teaching at a junior high uh, school so grades seven to nine so they're going to have plenty of opportunities going forward to to produce more audio and, and more video I'm hoping I help them to elevate their level of performance both the just the performance of it but also the the audio quality that they'll submit in the future. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like what I really like is that you used a medium that they were familiar with to help them learn learn new material. So in many respects, it's an alternate method. Plus the fact that because, of course, everything has been done remotely, it was another way to try to keep their attention. So I thought that was actually quite interesting. But you also talked about you know how sometimes we do our research and we, <laughs> I guess I'm going old school about how we would do our research and we would present our book report or our, our presentation. So you not only worked on making sure that the research and the content was to your standards, but you were also talking about the delivery method, right? When you talked about the audio and the compression. So it sounds like it was a really good experience. How did it, how did it turn out? Like how did the, how did the podcast turn out? Just to give you an idea, the students I work with are all superstars. They were amazing. They were they did a great job as far as producing things. Uh, some of the things that um, they did really well, obviously, were just they were great at getting into groups, at finding something to record and getting something produced. I did also find out I learned some great stuff too that they some different apps they're using and how they're combining different different things in the cloud. And it actually stretched me a little bit as as far as how I could take the some of the the websites and the tools that I had suggested and incorporate it with what they were using and try and make something hopefully that works for everyone. It was very, very exciting. It was, I was not surprised, but I was blown away by the quality that these, that the students are producing. That's actually pretty cool. Can you recall some of the tools, some of the new things that perhaps that you weren't aware of that they were using? The one in particular that I, I had heard of, but I'd never used was, is it's a, it's an app called Anchor. And so a lot of the students were using Anchor. It in itself is a podcasting app. So you can record and you can distribute, I believe, all through Anchor. But what I wanted them to do was be able, be able to take that information, share it, put it in with other other students, and then compress it and, and run it through all the different systems. So 
it was taking things a step further, but Anchor seemed like it worked well for a lot of the students. Uh, there were a couple of other ones that they had mentioned, and you know what, Greg, I'm drawing a bit of a blank on the exact names right now, but some of the some of the tools that I had suggested, like Ophonic, was just a, is a really good tool as far as I'm concerned. It it was put out by the Austrian government, and it's just a dead simple way to check the levels and to make sure everything sounds perfect in the recording for someone who doesn't really know a whole lot about it. And the benefit is that you can use it for audio, you can use it for YouTube videos because you can actually upload a video. And then they'll send it to YouTube or to Dropbox or wherever else after as well. So I just hope to show them tools that, that can be used for not just podcasts, but for other audio and visual productions as well. That's cool. Out of curiosity, do you know whether or not they were using tablets, phones, or computers? I'm just kind of curious. This is a, probably a, a product of my age too, because they were almost, I wouldn't say almost all of them, but they, there were a lot they were using their phones. And they were just whizzes on their phones editing audio. And, and I've downloaded things and I just... I still prefer taking my laptop and plugging in a big screen monitor or my mouse and just so I can be as precise as possible. But they a lot did use their phones. And so then that led to a couple of questions or a couple of conversations as to whether someone would want to take the responsibility to take this home and or even at home on their, one of their laptops and compile it all from one spot and have one person just do all the behind the scenes work. And that's what we tended toward. The The groups who had the more polished sounding podcasts were ones who had taken something and put it onto an actual physical laptop and then re-edited it. Either they used Audacity or they used a different program to edit it, maybe add some music and some sound and then you know, adjust the levels of the sound and then put it through something like Ophonic or you can, there's several other options or you can do it manually as well. Uh, I didn't recommend that for my students, obviously, though, because I just, I just wanted to have the pro- I wanted to have the finished product and not have them go, go through spending hours trying to figure out how to do things. The phones were great, but I think the the audio quality did seem to improve uh, the more students we, who we had take the finished product and and use use a laptop to uh, to do that. You know, given the circumstance, it sounds like it turned out uh, turned out quite good. They were amazing. They were great. So out of curiosity, roughly how long were these podcasts? And I understand the first one was a topic that was given. That was the topic about horoscopes. And the other one was a f- sort of a free flow and they could pick whatever they want. So could you just maybe touch upon that a little bit? Yeah. So what I'd done is I'd set a minimum I, uh, really for the first podcast, for the for the horoscopes one. I wanted the students to speak for at least one minute. I didn't want to have something that was too, too long. So the goal for that one was one to two minutes almost like a table topics sort of length. Uh, and then the second one was I had asked for four to six minutes. And I told them that I wanted them to be really tight. I said, I did not want it under four. I didn't want 359. And I didn't want six minutes in one second. I wanted it between four and six. And that was really to help them, to, to force them to think about what what information was really important. And if there's something that was not needed, then it shouldn't really be included in, in the in the podcast. And I think a lot of them thought that was going to be easier than it was to come in that two-minute window. And so we did have a couple of conversations just about how we can maybe shorten it or lengthen it or or whatever else. But I think adding that time limit too, just make sure that because we were able we were able to go back and listen to all the podcasts during class time as well. So if someone had a 25-minute podcast, all of a sudden now it's taken us three weeks to, to listen to all the podcasts. So the idea was to make sure we had something that was encapsulated, that it was 
it contained everything we needed to demonstrate their learning, but have it in a four to six minute window. So I'm wondering, Kevin, were there any epiphanies? Did any of your students have this just great epiphany in terms of going through this exercise or going through the process? You know what? I think they, at this point, like from, from what I'm learning from the students, they, they just expect to learn new things. So I don't think anyone got like, oh, I can't believe this. But they, some of <laughs> the quality that I saw, the improvement from the first one. The first, the reason we did two podcasts was one usually we'll do, or at least this one we did, where it gave me a chance to look at, see what they're using for techniques, how they're recording. And then I could give it a lot of feedback and instruction and give some assistance to make sure that the one that we're actually, I would be marking had everything that we needed incorporated into it. And so I think they were just, the kids are just great learners. They're, they're amazing. And I was able to, you know, give my opinion. And then obviously they, they had, they had their ideas as well. And we took both of those things and, I think for the most part, they, they mesh together just perfectly. They're just, just a great, uh, it was a great, uh, great time. And obviously there's some things as a teacher that I need to learn still. It's, everyone thinks because they've gone to school that they know about teaching, but it's, it's actually a very, uh, very challenging and uh, demanding profession to be in for sure. Just as far as leading and teaching and making sure you're guiding people and answering questions and pretty much thinking of every question that someone could think of ahead of, ahead of time, I guess, and answering it before they can even come up with it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And Kevin, that sounds actually quite good. First of all, I want to thank you very much for being able to make a difference because these students, these young adults that you're teaching are going to be our leaders of the future. If you can just leave us with one thought on how people, educators, leaders, communicators, not necessarily students, but people even in business, how do you think that they can use podcasts to benefit their community or themselves. Greg, one of the things I would uh, suggest for this is really thinking about podcasts in the same vein as, as almost like a TED Talk, but a TED Talk for your industry or for your job or for your community. Because TED, people who give TED Talk speeches usually have spent a lot of time polishing and perfecting and making sure they have a defined message. And that's sort of how I look at this idea too, is it's just a, it's, almost an excuse. It's, it's a reason for people to just take that extra bit of time instead of just writing a hundred words and just, just reading it verbatim. It's more about, you know, challenging, challenging you to come up with something and main, main gain the person's, the, the listener's interest, maintain that interest over the one, five, 10, 20 minutes. And also is it can be used. Think about this as a teaching resource down the line. Maybe you've got some great nugget of wisdom that you need to share with every new hire. So as opposed to having you sit there and it may work, not work for everything, but having that audio or visual content queued up so they can just sit there, listen to it. And again, if it's engaging, if, if it's, if it really is, if it's timeless as well, is, a, is an important point and just make sure that you can share that with your organization as well. So there's so many great things, but it, it, it's not just someone standing up and talking. It's making sure that it's, it really is a targeted, focused morsel of information that can be shared with people if it's done right for an educational or leadership perspective, I guess, for that kind of opportunity. So it's obvious that you're going to be adding podcasting to your arsenal of tools for your future classes. Greg, I'm already thinking forward to the to having more students go through the the youth leadership program too. I'm, I'm actually excited. There's a, there's a lot of really, really cool things that can be done in schools just to really 
to take these amazing skills that students already have and just refine them and develop them just a little bit further. And I'm actually looking forward to uh, to trying out some of my my ideas uh, with the students and, and helping share some of my expertise over the years that I've learned. So Kevin, as we wrap up here, if people want to get a hold of you or ask you any questions about what you've done here with podcasting to nurture young minds, what's the best way for people to reach you? As I have been working a lot on my education degree recently, there hasn't been much activity on my website, but at this point, that's probably still a great resource for someone, a great way for someone to come in and get in contact with me if they so choose. And that's visualproductivity.net. Okay, folks, that's visualproductivity.net. Kevin Oxner, it's been an absolute pleasure. Happy New Year and just a few more months to go till you get your degree. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Greg. Happy New Year. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmasters specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>